Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. We're also presented to you by TickPick with Blue Wire. And I have a fellow Blue Wire host here with me, Kenny King Jr. He's also a contributor on Just Blog Baby with Raider Nation. Kenny King Jr., welcome to the show. What's up, Heidi? Thanks for having me again. Hey, I'm so glad to have you on. First of all, I wanted to get into it here about what the Raiders have done well here. They picked up this win, a much needed win after losing three straight. And then they pick up this win in Dallas, keeps them in the playoff mix. I wanted to get your take on what the Raiders did well in that game that's going to carry over against the Washington football team. I think one of the things that the Raiders did well is is. Play calling. I thought, I thought play calling was much better in this game. They they had a very good balance of the pass and run. Um, Derek Carr was very aggressive, and that's something that that I like to see. Um, in games where Derek's more aggressive, that's when the Raiders tend to win. And I saw a stat that was kind of crazy. I think it was like the Raiders are are undefeated when Derek Carr throws for more than three hundred yards. Um, so the key is keep throwing the ball. Um, the other thing that really stood out to me was Deshaun Jackson and how he was able to um, build that build that relationship with Carr quickly, um, get it going and, and take the top off. Once again, um, I think that the thing with Deshaun is that he's actually had, you know, a ton of time in the NFC East. He's had a ton of time dominating the NFC East. Um, and Dallas is one of the teams that he really just owned. Um, but looking at Washington football team in 14 games, Deshaun Jackson had 47 receptions, 839 yards, seven receiving touchdowns. I think that this is something that we utilize and the Raiders can utilize into this game saying, hey, look, Deshaun's team inside it out allows Derek to be a little bit more aggressive and also allows him to get Hunter, Darren, uh, if, if he's available, and also, um, you know, Foster Moreau and Brian Edwards and, and even Zay Jones involved in the passing game. I think that was one of the, the key things that happens, just spreading the ball around and getting it to everybody. Even getting Josh Jacobs involved in the passing game against the Cowboys was beneficial. So I think those are some of the things. I think the other thing, too, is you look at, this game, there's a lot that's kind of riding on it. Not only is it, you know, the Raiders snapped a three game losing streak. Um, the Raiders won against the Cowboys. They're, they're still in the playoff hunt. The AFC West is completely wide open and it's getting really crazy. Uh, and now it's coming down to every game is a must win. So this is going to be exciting to watch. For sure. And as we look forward to this game, of course, there's going to be somebody standing on the opposite sideline that the Raiders are pretty familiar with, especially Derek Carr. That is uh, Jack Del Rio, the former coach of the Raiders. Uh, first of all, we know that there were some uh, the tweets and things and comments made that uh, took little shots uh, uh, to Derek Carr. And what do you first of all think about this reunion between the two of them? You know, I think that there's obviously there's a level of respect between the two of them because, you know, 
one was a coach, one was a player. They, they kind of came up together. Um, but you could tell that, that Del Rio had some choice words for Carr. Carr isn't really the type to respond um, the way that Del Rio is. And we've seen how Del Rio is on, on Twitter. He's uh, very vocal and, and very open in, in what he says and doesn't really care what anybody thinks about it. Um, Carr is different. It's, he's going to just kind of take it out on the field and show you on the field. I expect Derek to be aggressive in this game. I expect Derek to attack Del Rio, um, Del Rio's defense. I also expect to see Del Rio try to go after Derek and, and try to see, you know, try to key in on some of the tendencies that he remembers from when he was the head coach. Um, and so I think that we're going to see a battle uh, between, between Carr, between Olsen um, and his former boss and, or Olsen and Del Rio and, and Del Rio and Carr. Um, but what I'm expecting is I'm expecting a really physical game. You know, this is still a good defense, even with Chase Young out. Um, they've got a very powerful offense that's powered by Antonio Gibson, who can just run the ball and run it down your throat. Um, they've got a good receiver in Terry McLaurin. Um, so I think that this is going to be another test um, for this for this Raiders offense and defense on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And you brought up the defense. So I want to start there just with what they've been doing in the last few games that they've had. They've been really effective at getting to the quarterback as well, creating pressures, uh, forcing turnovers. We saw a couple picks against Tom Brady. You, what do you think is really starting to click with this defense that is getting them to be this opportunistic uh, unit on the field? Well, you've got two coaches and this is kind of the situation when you have two defensive minded head coaches is you should have a good defense now you know you've got a you got a defensive coordinator in Jack Del Rio who's obviously been a head coach many times in the National Football League you've got Ron Rivera who's who's had some great defenses and who's had a ton of success in the National Football League when you've got these type of coaches that can put together a good defense, you should have a good defense. When you've got a million first round picks and, and top 10 picks in the first round, you should have a good defense. These guys have had, I believe it was the past five, five picks were in the top five uh, and or the top 10 at least. Um, and they've spent all of that on their defensive line and it's showing. Um, these guys can get after the quarterback. These guys can, you know, they can move around. They can they can create turnovers. They can create havoc. And it's really about just playing simple and playing smart football, just like the Raiders do. Uh, we've seen the Raiders, when they play simple and smart football, that's when they have success. When they try to get complicated and trying to get cute and fancy, that's when they start to have problems. Um, and so it's a very, you know, very, not vanilla defense, but it's a plain defense. It's a base defense where you go out there and you basically just line up against your man, you line up in zone and you just play football. Yeah. And I think that's what they were doing well out there. I, I think against Dallas is they were just out there playing football, the Raiders. And um, part of what you said that I liked is the aggressive nature in which they came out. Uh, they really showed that they can be a faster starting team than some of the ones that we've seen. So how important do you feel like it is for the Raiders to get out there, be aggressive and make a quick start like they did against Dallas? I think it's I think it's 100% the, the most important thing. Um, you know, we know the Raiders, if the Raiders win the coin toss, they're going to defer to the second half. That being said, the Raiders, have, when they go out on defense and they start the game, they got to force a three and out. And when the offense goes out there, they have to score. The key is to get on the board as fast as you can, because when, for, when the, the team that scores first is generally the team that wins. And so you want the Raiders to get out there, go out there and just <laughs> do what you do. Run the offense, get the ball into the end zone, by a touchdown, not by field goals, by a touchdown, and then play some football. Keep the ball going and keep it going and keep keep that intensity throughout the game. 
one thing that I want to see the Raiders continue to do is just keep their foot on the gas. Don't get complacent and also have a good mix. One of the things that worked on Thursday was that the Raiders had a good mix between run and pass and it allowed them to set up the play action, which opened up the big plays. All the big plays that came from down that came downfield were because of the play action. And it was because they were able to establish the running game. They need to get Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake involved early, and they need to have that type of game that they had last week. Yeah, even against this football team, I mean, you think here the the I was looking at some of the numbers, how difficult it is to run against them. They over the past um, five games that they've played, it's been I think sixty seven point six is the number that I came up with on average of yards allowed per game uh, on the ground. So, how do you think? these running backs can get going against a defense that's really been stingy on giving up yards on the ground. It's all about misdirections. It's all about misdirections and in changing uh, the defense's perspective. So um, you're not going to, you're not going to beat this team by running power. You're not going to beat this team by running draws every play, but you, but running counters, running, running sweeps, um, getting the ball to the outside, getting the ball in between the tackles, um, going through the trap game. Those are those are the ways that you're going to be able to have success running this ball. You're not going to be able to just line up in front of this defensive line and push them back and, and move yards. The Raiders are going to have to get creative. And that's where Tom Cable's zone blocking scheme comes into play because it's like, okay, you've got physical, but you also have, you have physical offensive linemen that can move the ball, that can move themselves, and they can create lanes for their running backs. Where you're going to see this is they're going to have to run a lot of traps, a lot of counters, a lot of sweeps. Those are going to be the ways that you're going to get the ball um, out of there and and out outside into the running lanes. Then you 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 know you incorporate the short intermediate passes. That's going to keep the that's going to keep the defense honest, and that's where you can then go into the play action and take the top off the offense or take the top off the defense. I love it right there. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you about some of the weapons that I think the Raiders need to start utilizing a little bit more. We're right here on the takeaways podcast with Kenny King jr. (laughs) Would you look at that? Damn. I look good. What's up everybody. It's me, Steven money. It's football season. And I want you to know that you can bet on me. The STN sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Welcome back to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's Heidi Fang here joined with Kenny King Jr. We're breaking down the Raiders coming up against Washington football team, a team that, again, is not at 500, but has nonetheless put out some great efforts and is on a win streak. They're hot right now. So that's always when uh, it's going to be tough for any team to face uh, somebody uh, and a team that's been building the momentum that they have. So, Kenny, I wanted to ask you, 
you were talking about, you know, getting the tops taken off of defenses there and somebody that I think has been highly underutilized. And I'm wondering if they will get more looks if we do not see Darren Waller is Brian Edwards targeted just once against the Cowboys. How do the Raiders begin to get him involved in the game? I think with Brian Edwards, you got to get him involved early and you have to get him involved often. I think Brian Edwards is he's the kind of player who I think has the ability to be a good player. I think he's going to be a good jump ball player and especially a great red zone target. Um, His issue is confidence. Um, We've seen that, you know, he if he has a game where he has a drop or he has a couple drops, he starts to lose confidence in himself and Carr starts to lose confidence in him. So the key is to get him the ball early and get him the ball often, because when he does get the ball, he makes plays downfield. And he's a guy that I believe he leads a league in, in deep balls. And so he's a guy that you want to get the ball early and often to another guy that I'm going to say that, that doesn't get a lot of love uh, just on the field, but gets a lot of love for me is Foster Moreau. And we talk yes. about this all the time. Foster, if if Darren can't go, Foster is the guy. I think Foster is going to be somebody that can have a huge game because tight ends typically, especially tight ends like Darren and Foster, who are very athletic, they're going to have success against these kind of defenses. Yeah, and I think this is the perfect time for Foster Murray to step up. I mean, uh, if my fantasy football lineups are correct, it says that Darren Waller right now is listed as doubtful, though Basaccia said on uh, his morning Monday press conference that he would be week to week. Uh, doubtful is never a good thing to see uh, against a player. I mean, when you start thinking just about the tight end personnel sets, you know, if you're putting out a, a 12 personnel, 13 personnel, which I think the Raiders would be <laughs> strapped to do putting out a 13. But what do you think? about you know how involved Foster is going to be in snaps on the field and who else might step up if Darren Waller can't go you know I think that Foster is obviously going to be involved in a lot of in a lot of the offense if Darren can't go uh one of the skill sets that Foster has that that he actually is better that than Darren Waller at is blocking. Um, Foster is a phenomenal blocker. He's somebody that you can use off the line, but at the same time, you want to utilize him in the passing game. I think that one of the ways that the Raiders should use him um, is similar to the way that Travis Kelsey was used against us uh, when the Raiders lost 41-14. And it's basically go in there, get a chip block, and then turn around real quick for that quick that quick screen. Um, what that was able to do was it was able to create yards. Foster has the athleticism to move around and, and to create those plays. Um, but guys that I see that are going to have to step up, Zay Jones is another guy who's going to be able to hopefully have a big game again. Uh, Brian Edwards is somebody who's going to have to get involved in the passing game as well. I think Deshaun Jackson is solidifying himself um, is that number one, if not number two receiver. And then obviously you have the goat Hunter Renfro, who is just destroying everybody. Yeah, I love watching him go, man, because, you know, it's a term that you hear sometimes, you know, scrappy wide receiver, but he really he is. He's just he's deceptive with the way that he um, cuts on defenders. He breaks some ankles there. He's really, really, you know, has the ability, agility to get through and, and just duck underneath guys coming in after him and to extend the plays. And then you watch him on special teams when he needs to, and makes huge plays. I mean, Hunter Renfro is just an all around football player and the kind of guy that, I mean, teams just, you know, have like a Swiss army knife. Every team has one. And Hunter Renfro may be that guy. Um, Daniel Carlson coming off a huge week. He's an AFC special teams player of the week, you know, and I wanted to touch on just how effective he's been. And, you know, the fact though, that uh, he was able to get all five 
field goals is great, but obviously you want to see more things converted into touchdowns. But I mean, just how effective has he been for this team this year? He's been great for this team. And I think that's one thing that you can say about the Raiders is the Raiders have had a history of great kickers. I mean, it goes all the way back to guys like Ray guy, um, guys like Sebastian Janikowski, um, even Marquette King, the Raiders have had guys, they, they can kick the ball and they, they do their job very well. Daniel Carlson's no, no different. Um, I think one of the things that we may see is I saw that Trent Sieg was put on the COVID list. Um, so his, you know, his status is something that we're going to have to monitor because with the long snapper out, that changes things. And that changes mm-hmm. a lot of things in the special teams game. Those situations, you know, a 50 yard field goal might not be something that the Raiders may go with if they're not comfortable in their long snapper. And, and you know, we've seen situations where a long snapper or a holder is, is messing things up for a kicker. We saw it early on um, in Marquette King's career when he was holding for Sebastian Janikowski and Janikowski sort of missing a ton of field goals. Um, so those are things that we might want to watch. And those are situations where the offense may need to, you know, do some more things on the field to counteract that. But Daniel Carlson has been playing lights out. He's been extremely clutch. I know that he's had a couple misses, but his hits are way more than the misses. And what he did last week was phenomenal, especially the fact that he went out there and basically played a Lester Hayes 2.0 game (laughs) with food poisoning, talking about he was going to play in adult diapers if he had to. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about, Lester Hayes 2.0, Lester Hayes went out there and played with the flu. I won't get into full detail, but Lester Hayes went out there and played with the flu, sick as a dog hit somebody so hard that uh, something came out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought we were going to get more into the story, but like you said, you didn't want to go too much into detail, but yeah, it was, <laughs> if you saw it, you can't forget it. Um, there's <laughs> there's uh, also what I wanted to touch on just before um, we wrap things up is just you know, the fact that this team right now is still in the playoff hunt, their percentage and chances of winning definitely relies on a win in this game. And for both teams, for that matter, because you have the Cowboys who've lost to, uh, you know, Washington football team won three. So they're right now sitting at five and six and the Cowboys uh, have seven wins. So it's still probable for them in the NFC East to clinch, uh, clinch a spot or even win the division. Um, and the Raiders, of course, right now, it's anybody's division, really. The AFC West is very competitive. You have three teams sitting with just, you know, tiebreakers between them divisionally, um, as far as the standings go all with the same records. So, and the chiefs of course sitting on top right now, but, uh, Raiders have them ahead in, you know, after this game. So when you think about all the implications down the stretch and the obvious fact that the Raiders got to keep winning to be able to make a push for the playoffs, uh, what do you, what do you think right now about the remaining games on the schedule and how rough a road it might be for them? I mean, there's, there's definitely a a rough road. You've got three division games that are coming up. You've got the chiefs, you have the Broncos, you still have the chargers that are coming up. Um, a couple of those teams are playing decent football. A couple of those teams are one of those teams isn't playing great football right now. Uh, the Chargers have kind of fallen off uh, as as the season has gone on. The Broncos are slowly getting better, but they're not really getting better as in terms of like a more complete team. They're just playing better football in in games against teams that they technically should beat. Um, and then the Chiefs are sloppily getting these wins. I mean. Aside from the Raiders win, the the Chiefs have really kind of been sloppy in their wins. And I think that we can all agree to that, that Pat Mahomes isn't playing at the caliber that he has played in the previous years. And I won't say that teams have figured him out, but teams have definitely figured out how to stop him. Um, What we look at down the road, 
this game, this game on Sunday is a must win. Uh, and I look at every game as a must win. Even, even if, even if you're starting the season, every game is a must win because football, you have so little chances to make things right. It's not like basketball where you've got 80 plus games. It's not like baseball where you have a million games to play. It's, it's football. You have 17 games in a season and you've got, you know, you've got so little slots. You've got seven seeds uh, that you can play in the playoffs. And so there's so little margin for error that you have to be on your A game. One thing that I will say is I'm going to trust the coin. The coin says that we're going to win this week. So I'm going to trust the coin on that one. But yeah. the Raiders have to continue to win. The Raiders have to Raiders have to also go not looking forward. The Raiders got to beat KC. We the Raiders win in last year. They beat KC at home. There was nobody there. It was, a, it was what, 25% people in the stadium. It was a nice day. Uh, and it was it was back and forth. And the Raiders have to go in and beat KC next week. But this week, we got to focus on Washington. Got to beat Washington. Got to beat Del Rio. And uh, got to get that win. Trust the coin. <laughs> Trust the coin. You know, it's funny. It's like, um, I don't think Raider Nation wants me picking the Raiders to win anymore because when I do <laughs> lose, but when I pick them to lose, they win. So I'm going to say that they're going to lose. lose this week. There we go. Um, <laughs> but uh, lastly, Kitty, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, if there's anything you've got going on that you want to tell the fans about where to find you on social media, all of those things, let us know right now. Yeah. If you guys aren't following me, I don't know what you're doing with your life. First and foremost. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty funny. So um, first and foremost, check me out on Twitter at Kenny King underscore junior. Um, you can find me online, Kenny King I've got access to everything there. My YouTube, my podcast, everything. Um, as Heidi said earlier, I do have the real talk podcast, which was with the blue wire network. Uh, I talk a lot about Raider football, but I talk a lot about stuff that's going on in life. Um, this Friday, actually, I'm going to have uh, Megan Reyes come on. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the space that she's built with the more diverse fight voices. Um, and then obviously, you guys know you can catch me on Raider Nation Radio Thursday mornings uh, with you, Heidi, and my boy, Clay Baker. So yes. um, I'm doing a lot. I do. I, I do a lot. I do a lot. <laughs> Always on the hustle. And that's what I love about you. And, you know, you're so good at breaking these things down. I uh, love having you on the show. So we'll have to do it again another time, Kenny. Uh, but for this week, I appreciate you coming on and best of luck to you out there. No doubt. And I'll be in Vegas on Sunday. So hopefully I run into you. Oh, my gosh. Yes, definitely hit me up. Uh, I'll DM you and we'll definitely we'll try to figure out where to where to meet up because I got to I got to see you in the flesh, man. We got to do this. <laughs> no doubt. Great stuff. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the Takeaways podcast. Again, you can catch Kenny on Twitter and on the, that Raider Nation show that he brought up again. And uh, that's Kenny King Jr. So everybody give him a follow out there, show him the love. And this is uh, the end of the uh, Takeaways podcast. So I'll be back next week. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.